So, yes, I am Lindsay. I am the children and families pastor um, in the church. Thank you very much, Andrea. Um, so, yes, I am responsible for the kids' work. So, at the moment, we're uh, journeying through our Bibles. Um, it's always quite a good thing to do, isn't it? Um, so, I am responsible for a few weeks ago, your children, um, if you have children here, coming home, having eaten copious amounts of biscuits and sweets as we looked at Joseph and his technicolored dream coat. Last week, I was responsible for the trumpets your children would have brought home and blessed your households with as we looked at um, Joshua. And this week, I am responsible for them coming down with swords. You're welcome. So... Um, Yes, that's who I am, and I've been asked to speak this morning. In fact, one of the children came up to me this morning and said, uh, what group are you in today? What group are you leading? I was like, I'm actually leading the grown-ups today. Like, what? I know, I know. So um, we are continuing with um, the series of Jesus Know Him. Um, and in some ways, it's really simple, isn't it? You know someone when you spend time with them. You know someone when you pick up the word and you read it. So if you want a quick morning this morning, if you'd like a little snooze, it can just stop there. But I believe God wants to do something more this morning. This week, this message has been really hard to get my head around. Those that I have um, seen this week, you will know all too well. I had a message, and I was wrestling with this message. I said, I don't know. So yesterday, God did the, you know, the thing where preachers come up and say, yeah, I woke up in the middle of the night, and God gave me a new message, and they all seem really cool about it, and like, yeah, just, you know, fish this one out of the bag. I sit there praying that that will never, ever happen to me. And of course, it did. Yesterday, I was back in the church because, of course, the printer wouldn't work at home because why would it when you need it to? And I was like, God, this isn't the message that I think you want to bring. You want to bring a new message. And ironically, the message was in exactly how I was feeling at that point because all week, longer than all week, all year, it feels like. My head has been so full. Do you ever get this, or this is just me, where your head is so full of what's going on in life? Work, family, finances, job, lack of job, whatever it might be, that it's so full, you cannot pull apart your different thoughts. So it's like, how can I pull apart my thoughts and God's thoughts? And I was like, right, I need to make space. So what I did, I spent time in the prayer room. I spent time with God. Did he download the message in that moment? No, because he just kept saying to me, come and sit at my feet. So I have notes this morning, and Val, I've already apologized to her because I have notes, but let, you, let me just show you what they look like. So I have them. Whether I use them or not, we shall see. I'm open to seeing what God wants to do. So I'm going to pray, because that's a good place to start, isn't it? Prayer. So God, we just thank you. We thank you that, as we've heard this morning, we have been made worthy because of you. Lord, that we matter to you. So, Father God, we give you this time. 
we give you this space. God, I just pray, I put aside everything that I've planned, all my thoughts, and God, I just say, I am here, use me. By your grace, would you come and speak to your church this morning? Thank you, Father. Amen. So in this time that uh, I was in this week, wrestling, what do I do? What do I bring? He just dropped in yesterday. And it kind of carries on so beautifully from communion. We're not meant to do this on our own. One of the greatest gifts God has given us is this is for us to know him, is for us to partner with him in whatever you're doing, in whatever you're feeling, in whatever situation, circumstance you find yourself in. You were never meant to be in that place on your own. Because like Gav said, you are important. On the day he hung on that cross, you are important. You are just as important that day as you are to him this day. No matter how far you've moved away from him or how close you feel to him, You are important to him. And he wants us to partner with him. He wants to partner with us by his grace. So one of of my favorite verses in the Bible, and one that I look at quite a lot, I'm just going to have a a slurp of the preacher's water here. And it is actually different to kids' church water because there's no bits floating in it. (laughs) It's quite pleasant, actually. No bits of biscuit or anything. One of my um, favorite um, verses in the Bible, it's actually a few verses, Matthew 11, 28 to 30, and I'm sure a lot of you will know it. Jesus was hanging out with his people and he was teaching, and, and in your Bible, this will come under like a, a subheading of something along the lines of Jesus bringing rest for your soul even just that, oh, how much do our souls need to find rest sometimes? It says, then Jesus said, come to me, all of you who are weary and carrying heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Let me teach you because I am humble and gentle, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke fits perfectly. The burden I give you is light. And that's in the NLT version. That, just reading it, just letting it sink in, if that's what you need to do this morning. If you are feeling burdened down, weighed down, how am I going to get out of this issue? How am I going to deal with this? What do I need to do? Remember, you were never meant to do it on your own. There is someone, the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, the creator of the universe who is standing there saying, let me do this with you. Now, if you're not au fait with your traditional farming methods, as um, maybe some of you here aren't, let me show you what a yoke is. Martin, would you be able to put the next slide on for me? So this is what a yoke is. It is, for those listening on podcasts on Spotify, because we're on Spotify now, um, 
we are looking at, it looks like a medieval torture device. It's basically a long piece of wood with two hoops, loops, that two cattle, oxen, yaks, I don't, I don't even know where yak is, would put their heads through and they would be joined together side by side. And there's a lovely picture of it in work. So then the plough or whatever farming equipment is used then gets attached to this yoke and together they plough the field, they do their work. Now it looks uncomfortable. I'm sure there would have been many animals that would have found that uncomfortable. They would have found that heavy. You know, all the weight pulling on your neck and your shoulders. And we feel like that, don't we? When we feel heavy, the first thing to go is you slump your shoulders. You put your head down. The weight is coming on. Jesus said, take my yoke. It's easy. The burden is light. Because these weren't custom made. I am sure they weren't made to measure. And anyone who has had an experience of having something that has been made specifically for you and those who haven't will know the comfort difference in those things. Now, um, I once went skiing with my in-laws and my husband, and I'd never been skiing before. So um, we went to the ski hire place. I've never done it since either. Don't think I will. I got a pair of boots. They were my size, roughly, but they weren't my boots. I was borrowing them. For the first few days, they were fine. They were okay. I think I was a pretty good skier. Shh, anyone who saw me. And by day three, the pain started. My shins have never felt so much pain in my life. The burning pain. I didn't even know your shins could feel pain like they did. And I was forced to take some days out and sit on the top of the mountain drinking wine. It was awful. <laughs> I was in so much pain. Never again. There was another experience I had where I wore things, I took things on that weren't made for me. I was six years old and I was about to start my, well, I think what could have been a tap dancing career. And I was at school, my lesson was gonna start in a couple of hours and my mum had bought me some tap dancing shoes. And uh, they're pretty cool. And uh, she said, I need you to try them on because if they don't fit, we've got enough time to go to the shop, get them changed, and then you can have your lesson. Or, if they do fit, you can go to Julia's house after tea, um, after school for tea, and then she'll take you to the uh, tap dancing lesson. Well, no-brainer, Julia was really cool, and her house was really fun, so these shoes were gonna fit, even if they didn't fit. They didn't fit. And within the first few weeks, I could barely put them on. And my mum was like, well, I gave you the opportunity. You could have changed them, and you didn't. So I'm not going to buy you more shoes. And that, sadly, was the end of my tap dancing career. <laughs> Sad times. But I did once have something that was made 
specifically for me. Some of you would have been fortunate enough to have suits or dresses made to measure you. People would have taken your measurements, you would have chosen the fabrics, and it would fit you perfectly. It could have been a bridesmaid's dress, could have been a suit for work. I had braces made to measure me. And I had years of braces, and uh, one form of brace that I had to have, and actually if you're a rugby player or any kind of contact sport, you probably would have had this for your shin thing. God, thank you. Um, where you basically have to bite into this horrible putty. They take an impression of your teeth, and then they make a mould for your brace. So that was my made-to-measure item. But it fitted. It would have only fitted me. It would only have fitted my teeth. It was comfortable because it was made for me. Now, sometimes we are overwhelmed just by life, just because things are coming onto us and we forget actually to rest with God. We forget that passage in Matthew that says, let me take that on. Let me exchange your burden for my burden. And I believe what his yoke looks like is not a hard wooden block, but it's his arm just coming round you saying, come on, let's do this together. Let me take it on. Let me take the weight. Let me take that pain. I know. I know it anyway. I know what you're going through. In Psalm 139, it clearly says, you know everything about me. You know when I get up and when I lay down. You know every thought in my head before I've even uttered a word. So God knows. God knows where you're at this morning. He knows your past. He knows what's happened. And he still says, by his grace, come, join with me and let me take that burden. We've all carried stuff with someone where we're clearly not taking the burden. My husband would testify to this. You know, yeah, you got that side, you got, to, yeah, yeah, ready, one, two, three. Yeah, I'm clearly not carrying any of this. But I will make my face look like I am carrying the weight when I'm really not. And he's there like sweating and carrying. That's God. But he's saying, let it be like that. Come and let this journey be your journey because there is power in testimony. In our weakness, he is made strong. And when we are vulnerable to one another and to those around us who don't know God, when they can see what we're going through, when we're open and honest and saying, you know what? Life is hard. Life is tough. I've got this, 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 and this. But I've got someone who's going to walk side by side with me, carrying the burden, and that's the difference. If you're here this morning thinking it is all on you, it's all on me, how am I going to do this? How am I going to solve this? Jesus is standing there saying, let me journey with you. Let me take this burden. Let me give you something different in exchange, that divine exchange that happens on the cross when Jesus took it all for us. 
It's already done. It's already paid for. Do you know what? One of the first things that man tied themselves to, other than Jesus, was right there in the beginning of our Bibles. We can see it in Genesis 3, when they ate the fruit, when Adam and Eve messed up, when they made decisions they shouldn't have done. What does it say? It says, at their at that moment, their eyes were open and they suddenly felt shame. I'm sure if you spoke to Gavin, who works with young people in gangs, who have witnessed, experienced, done horrendous things, one of the things that will be holding them in that place is shame. Shame is a lie from the enemy that will say, what you've done is too big. It's too big for the cross. It's too big for that promise that I will walk side by side with you. So if you're sitting in that place where you feel shame or guilt, and that is what your yoke is, and that is what you're tied to, God says that needs to be broken because that is done. On that cross, Jesus broke the power of every sin, and every shame. So therefore, there's no place in it, in our lives for it. In Galatians 5, 1, in the Amplified Version, listen to this. It said, it was for freedom that Christ has set us free, completely liberating us. Therefore, Keep standing, keep standing firm and do not be subject again to the yoke of slavery, which you once removed. In the NLT version, it talks about don't be tied up again. So there's a choice here to accept that freedom or not. And this is interchangeable. It's not just one decision. This is moment by moment sometimes. Those braces that were made to measure me had to be changed. Their job was to change my teeth, to make them straighter. When we start hanging out with Jesus, when we start getting to know him as well as he knows us, we can't help but be changed Pete spoke a few weeks ago about when people see that change in you. I think for every Christian, it will probably be the biggest compliment to ever receive when someone says, I can see Jesus in you. I know Jesus because I see him in you. Oh my goodness, I would think I'd made it. When people can look into your eyes and say, I see that love. I see that acceptance. I see the freedom that you're walking in. Because in Scripture, it says nowhere does it say we will be free from strife and struggle. In fact, it says the opposite. It will come our way. And it depends what we're standing on. Like Stu made reference to the parable of the wise man and the foolish man, what you're building your house on. What are you standing firm on? Because the storm will come. It doesn't say that the storm doesn't come. It will come. And you will feel battered sometimes. 
but you can stand firm in Jesus because he has his arm around you. He's walking through with you because, um, could we have the, the last slide? Because if we flip these words round, Jesus knows. He already knows. So whatever you're going through, he knows. Don't yoke yourself again. Don't attach yourself again. Don't tie yourself up again to the things which Jesus has set you free from. It is so easy to do. And sometimes it's obvious with the big stuff. If we're talking about big stuff, if we're talking about addiction, if we're talking about um, anxiety, stress, depression, if you've been in those places, you will know the signs and they can become more obvious to those around you. But there are sneaky ones that sneak in. Before we know it, we're taking stuff on ourselves. I'll take responsibility for that. I'll take responsibility for finding a new job. I'll take responsibility for my children. I'll take responsibility for their salvation. I'll take responsibility for our finances. I'll take responsibility, I'll take responsibility. And before we know it, we're so weighed down. That plow that we're pulling is draining us. We're feeling weary. Sometimes we've completely broken off that yoke of the two and we're trying to do it all ourselves. And Jesus is like, what are you doing? What are you playing at? You don't have to do it. Pride is sneaky. Pete last week spoke about um, having a childlike faith. Humbling yourself. Don't let pride rob you of the freedom Jesus has for you. You don't have to do it all. Don't go back. Now, my braces, story of my braces, um, they got chewed up. I had to take them out to eat, and my dog got hold of them and chewed them up. And I had to go back. Now, it was over the period of Christmas. So um, the dentist, I had to wait longer. And if any of you have had the experience of having braces, you'll know that when you get the, the train track ones off, your teeth are then susceptible to moving back into place. And these made-to-measure braces were to keep the, um, the good work that the braces had done in place. They were to keep my beautiful teeth in the right place. Now, because of the delay, because of that dog eating my brace, I had to go back to the, the dentist, had to have impressions redone. I had to then wait for them to be sent off, remolded. It was about three weeks and my teeth had shifted. I didn't have that made-to-measure thing. I didn't have that thing that was the best fit for me and stuff shifted and changed. Just like with God, his grace covers everything. And if you feel like you're back in a place that you know you shouldn't be, if God's just whispering those things of, you're taking it on again, or it's time to stop this. It's time to stop listening to the enemy's lies. It's time to stop letting shame or guilt or whatever it might be hold us in that heavy place. God's grace covers it. And he says, come to me. Come to me. 
remember, this is a parent-child relationship we have with God. It's the perfect parent-child relationship. So whatever your relationship looks like with your parents, put that to one side because our relationship with God is the perfect parent relationship. You are God's children. Before your parents, before you were their children, you are God's sons and God's daughter. No matter how old you are, let his grace cover you, cover everything. Go back to him. Go back to the foot of the cross One of the most powerful prayers you can pray is, God, I lay it before you. I put this at the foot of your cross. I come with my baggage. I come with this weight. I come with these worries, even if they're not that big. Worry doesn't, my husband says this to me all the time, worry doesn't benefit anyone. It's not going to help anything. It says quite clearly in the word of the Lord not to worry because nothing good will be added to it. So come, day by day, moment by moment, say, God, I lay it at the foot of your cross. Have your way. And he's gracious, because he already knows, but he waits for us to come to him. He doesn't force you into anything. He is gentle. It says he's humble, he's kind, He's not going to reprimand you. He's not going to make you feel worse than you already make yourselves feel. He comes with love. He hung on that cross for you, for love. He fought for your freedom out of love, and he won out of love. So don't tie yourselves to things that aren't for you to be tied to. Whether that's yourself, whether that's someone else, whether that's something else, let today be the day that that's broken. But how do we know? How do we know that we're falling back into those traps? How do we know that actually we've got a yoke that hasn't been made to measure? Well, there are some key indicators, I think, in my humble opinion. First of all, does it weigh heavy And what I mean by that is how much joy do you have in your life? Is this thing, and you might know, you might not know, it might just be a feeling. Do you feel heavy inside? Does your spirit feel light despite your circumstances? Are you being robbed of joy? Is it adding positive things to your life, healthy things to your life? things that make you flourish and be the person that God has called you to be. If you don't feel like that, then maybe it's time to just spend time at the foot of the cross saying, God, am I taking on something that's not for me? Is it robbing? Is it causing pain? It might not have once. Those tap shoes, those ski boots, they were fine for a short period of time, But actually, as my careers were taking off, they started rubbing, they started grating, they started causing pain. I'd outgrown them. One pair, the other pair, they were never made for me in the first place. As much as I hate to think of it, I don't think I was built to be a ski champion or an ice skater or any kind of athletic. That's fine. I've come to peace with that. 
But maybe there's something in your life that has fitted once but doesn't fit anymore. That's fine. We just need to keep those communication channels open between God. Because like I said right at the beginning, actually, this series could just be done with spend time with him. Chat to him. Get to know him. He already knows you. So wherever you're at this morning, God will meet you there. Whether you are sitting here, being forced to come here, you don't actually know Jesus as your Lord and Savior. But you're thinking, do you know what? I want someone else to take this weight. I want someone else to take this burden. This burden is too heavy for me right now. And Jesus is standing there with arms wide open, just waiting to take that thing off, to put his arm around you, to give you that yoke that is easy and light. It doesn't mean the situation will change. It doesn't mean that storm won't still be there. It doesn't mean that that job, finances, family situation, doesn't mean that won't still be there and need to be ploughed. But you know what? You've got someone else working next to you to plough along with you. That beautiful song, he never stops working, even when we don't see it, even when we don't feel it. God's at work. Jesus is at work. Don't mistake silence for absence. That's another big lie of the enemy. I can't hear him. I can't feel him. We have to feel everything, don't we? I do. Like, oh, he's, he's, just, he's not there. He's left me, abandoned me. No, he's right there working, working for us, working for those he loves. So don't mistake silence for absence. Don't let pride get in the way. Now, I'm going to, I just feel like we need some space to be created for God to do what he needs to do. So I think the ministry team, would you come up? Would we be able to have some worship come up? The kids are fine. Don't let that be a distraction. I don't want to see any parents nipping out. We're in plenty of time. Don't try and distract yourself. It's one of the most uncomfortable places sometimes to be, to just sit at the feet of Jesus and allow him to take everything because it means you have to be vulnerable. (sighs) Who likes being vulnerable? No one. It's the clues in the name of it. You have to open yourself up to it. But with any relationship, if you really want to know someone, you have to make yourself vulnerable to them. You don't have all the answers. I hate to burst that bubble. You don't know everything. You don't have all the tools, all the skills, all the talents to deal with everything because you're not meant to. Feels like a bit of a mic drop moment, but I know Al will shout it. He's already shaking his head. Please don't, please don't. How cool would that be, though? You were never meant to do it on your own. We're never meant to do this on our own. We were only meant to partner with Jesus by his grace. So as the worship team start playing, as this space is being created just to sit at the feet of Jesus, 
Don't look to your left or to your right. Don't look who else is going up. All the leaders are going up. It's okay. It's safe. Don't think I'm a leader. I can't go up. Because that doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what's going on for the person next to you. It matters to God. It shouldn't matter to you right now in this moment. This is for you and God, for him to come and do his thing. So, Father God, we welcome you. Father God, we give you space. We say to the enemy, no more. No more of your lies, because we serve the living God, the victorious King, the one who has done it all already. He has broken the chain of sin and death and shame. God, would you just come and minister to your church right now by your grace? So if you're in that place, when you're ready, come partner with someone, come and get prayer, or just sit where you are in this moment and say, God, shine a light on those areas. As soon as light is shone in dark places, it loses its power. Did you know that? As soon as those things that are holding you back get spoken out, get shared, get acknowledged, they lose their power because then healing can come. Then Jesus can come and do his thing. So make yourself vulnerable. You're in a safe place this morning. Thank you, God.